Welcome to This Week in Astrology. This is episode number 525 for March 16 through 22, 2020. Welcome to This Week in Astrology, deepening your astrological wisdom since 2007. Thanks so much for listening. I'm your host, Benjamin Bernstein, broadcasting from thisweekinastrology.com. You can read this forecast online and see my chart graphics for things like lunations and aspect patterns by going to astroshaman.com, click blog on the menu bar, then choose the astrology forecasts category. A coronaviral spring equinox chart highlights the second half of March. It includes a Capricorn grand stellium featuring the titanic Jupiter-Saturn-Pluto triple conjunction, as well as an intense chironic T-square. We also have one of 2020's biggest events, Saturn's entry into Aquarius. What's old is we come into the week of March 16th, a waning moon, and we still have a cradle going on through the 28th with Mercury, Uranus, and the lunar nodes. So let's move on now to our individual days of the forecast. On Monday, March 16th, committed partnerships of all kinds are highlighted by a yod that begins today on the 16th, peaks on the 21st, and ends on the 24th. This finger of God features Venus, Juno, and Neptune. Is a particular committed partnership, represented by Juno, firing on all cylinders? Then this yod can reinforce its harmony and stability, those factors represented by Venus and Taurus, and ease your relationship's energetic blending, that part's Neptune and Pisces. If a committed partnership is not in such good shape, Neptune can throw in confusion and start washing away its foundations. In this case, two possible adjustments are suggested by this yod's pair of 150-degree quincunxes, heal the relationship or let it go. On Thursday, March 19th, the sun enters Aries at 1.49 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, marking the spring equinox. For the next month, this can energize your roles as a warrior, entrepreneur, and healer, as well as athlete, initiator, and sexual being. The planet's positions when the seasons change say a lot about the energy of the next three months. Let's see what this chart, interpreted for everyone on Earth without reference to astrological houses, tells us about spring 2020. The big news as spring begins, of course, is the COVID-19 coronavirus and its globally challenging effects. Two planets are primarily associated with illness. Chiron, the wounded healer, is the planet most associated with sickness, and Pluto rules viruses and contagions. Let's start with Chiron. The Sun and Chiron, both in Aries, form a challenging T-square with the lunar nodes. Aries is associated with attack, which accurately describes COVID-19's aggressive style. The South Node is in Capricorn, while the North Node is in Cancer. The general idea with the nodes is movement from south to north. In this case, that's away from business and worldly accomplishment, Capricorn, and toward the greater safety and security of home, Cancer. As I write this, the Centers for Disease Control is recommending that anyone who's over 60, which is my age, or who has a challenged immune system, stock up on essentials and shelter at home until the crisis passes. It also appears that the more social distancing you can do, whatever your age or healthiness, the less chance of viral transmission there will be. 
This T-square also opens the door to service opportunities. Does it align with your life purpose to step up in this time of crisis and act as a healer or share helpful wisdom, and perhaps to do so on your own initiative without waiting to be asked? This would be a positive embodiment of this T-square, especially the higher side of Chiron in Aries. This is true as long as you don't do so impulsively and rashly, destructive Aries expressions, in ways that cause more harm than good. I've already witnessed well-meaning friends helping by sharing misleading and dangerous advice about the coronavirus. The spring equinox chart also contains a grand stellium, five planets close together in Capricorn, including Pluto. The other planets are Saturn, Jupiter, Mars, and Pallas Athena, and they're all within eight degrees, eight minutes of each other. The presence of these two eights got my attention, so I did some numerology research. The eight post on thesecretofthetarot.com says that eight is the karmic equalizer, both destroyer and creator, the force that regulates cycles of life, death, and rebirth. On numerology.com's eight post, Hans Dekos adds, when the eight comes knocking, you can be assured that you will reap what you've sown. This can apply both individually and collectively. By the way, eight also has other meanings, but this one seems most relevant here. This kind of heavy-duty language relates to Pluto and or Saturn in astrology. These are the two most powerful planets in this grand stellium. In fact, the all-year Saturn-Pluto conjunction set the stage for COVID-19 and its titanic global effects. Pandemics, global financial downturns, and widespread fear are all associated with hard aspects between these two challenging planets. For a deep dive into these Saturn-Pluto effects, read my January 12 forecast for the Saturn-Pluto conjunction, and listen to the free MP3 from my 2020 forecast lecture linked from that post for an in-depth historical overview of Saturn-Pluto hard aspects. By the way, I've, there are lots of links in this forecast, and uh, the best way to get them is just to go to the written version of this post and uh, look for the links. There's quite a few, and I'm not going to verbalize each and every one of them here on an oral podcast. This grand stellium also includes Jupiter. The triple conjunction of Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto, which crisscross each other all year, is the signature event of 2020. One effect Jupiter has on Saturn-Pluto is to further amplify their challenging effects. But all is not gloom and doom. Jupiter also represents hope, joy, luck, and celebration. If these energies don't seem strong right now, they await your discovery when the time is right. You can always find rays of hope even in the darkest times. If you make a point to look for them, for example, I link to a post from Scientific American and another detailed government PDF, both of which can help you maximize your mental, emotional, and physical health as you practice social distancing. You know, I'm going to revise what I said earlier. Links like this, I'm going to have them in the show notes, so I'll make that a little easier for you. What about the other two planets in this grand stellium? Mars carries the same Aries energies I described in the T-square interpretation that I had earlier, attack and aggression, as well as life-affirming assertiveness. Finally, the asteroid goddess Pallas Athena can also be associated with battle. After all, she sprang fully armored from the head of Zeus. But Pallas is also known for her skills in strategy, diplomacy, and politics. All of these can prove crucial 
on the personal and societal levels in dealing with COVID-19 and its effects. This is a time to act intelligently and to set appropriate boundaries with both kindness and firmness. Juno, the asteroid goddess of committed partnership, also rises to prominence in the spring equinox chart. While I don't show her aspects in the graphic that's on my website, she connects with every personal planet except the sun. And most of these aspects are challenging, so don't be surprised if your closest relationships experience more stress than normal this spring. Now, given the challenges we'll all be experiencing from the coronavirus pandemic, this is an easy prediction to make anyway. We find ourselves in an unwelcome new reality that's unknown and frightening. We'll all be doing our best under difficult circumstances. Be gentle with those you're close to, as well as yourself. On Friday, March 20th, by itself, today's Mars-Jupiter conjunction at 23 degrees Capricorn amplifies all the effects of the Sun entering Aries, which I've already interpreted for you. Once again, those include your roles as a warrior, entrepreneur, and leader, as well as athlete, initiator, and sexual being. That interpretation is based on Jupiter affecting Mars, but we can also think of Mars energizing Jupiter. This can energize hope, joy, and optimism. It can also get you fired up about a quest or adventure, or get you stoked about philosophy, religion, and the meaning of life. This conjunction can also energize you to learn or teach helpful information. With both planets in Capricorn, this conjunction also offers tremendous perseverance and endurance. Mars and Jupiter are also part of the Capricorn Grand Stellium that I discussed in my Spring Equinox interpretation. On Saturday, March 21st, Saturn enters Aquarius today for over three months, then retrogrades back into Capricorn on July 1st. He'll re-enter Aquarius on December 17th and remain there through March 7th of 2023. By the way, Saturn spends about two and a half years in each sign. Most people associate Saturn with Capricorn. Indeed, the planet and sign have identical keywords, but Saturn is also the ancient ruler of Aquarius. At first blush, it might seem difficult to reconcile conservative Saturn with radical Aquarius, but there are ways to make them play well together. Saturn can masterfully structure physical reality, but can't see beyond it. However, Aquarius is a transpersonal energy that includes intuitive flashes, so a great way to marry these energies is to let your intuitive flashes set the agenda. You can then use Saturn's gifts, including management, organization, planning, and implementation to bring your Uranian visions into 3D reality. Why lead with Uranian intuition? Because it comes direct from your higher self. It created your human self and always knows your optimal course of action. It's like getting a text message from God. In my experience, going with your gut, that bone-deep certainty beyond anything logical or rational, always gives the best outcomes. And every client I've ever asked, and I've queried hundreds over the years, has confirmed that intuitive guidance has given them much better results than mental decision-making. Lesser-known meanings of Aquarius include outcast and exile. As long as the coronavirus makes social distancing a prudent choice, we can use Saturn in Aquarius to voluntarily create an optimal structured exile. Hopefully, the greatest need for this will have passed by the time Saturn re-enters Capricorn on July 1st. 
Finally, I found lots of juicy Saturn and Aquarius themes in Ren Butler's awesome book. It's called The Archetypal Universe, Astrological Patterns in Human Culture, Thought, Emotion, and Dreams. The following phrases are actually from his section on Saturn-Uranus aspects, but Uranus and Aquarius share the same keywords, and I chose the phrases that felt relevant for Saturn's transit through Aquarius. As always, I draw from Ren's work with his permission. So here's some ideas from his book on Saturn in Aquarius. Responsible and balanced freedom. Careful change and innovation. Cautious experimentation. Freedom through structure. Liberating routine. Hard-won liberation. Liberation in increments. Conscious and deliberate freeing of oneself the inability to hold rigid positions or stay stuck permanently, remaining unfazed by any extreme, limitations on freedom, fear of change, giving form to new ideas, a change of direction by those in authority, old things resurface in a new way or with new impact, and attempts to stop progress. Wren also has a few themes that relate to Saturn and Aquarius, tradition and progress, authority and rebellion, conservatism and change, age and youth, security and adventure, the classical and romantic impulses, and finally, materialism and idealism. So that's it for Saturn and Aquarius. We have one little quick thing here also on Saturday, March 21st, that yod featuring Venus, Juno, and Neptune that started on March 16 peaks today on the 21st and ends on the 24th. On Sunday, March 22nd, it's extra easy to catch intuitive flashes aligned with your soul purpose, thanks to a cradle that started on March 10th, peaks today on the 22nd, and ends on the 29th. It includes Mercury, Uranus, and the lunar nodes. Mercury represents human mind, while Uranus represents divine mind. Their sextile helps them connect smoothly and enthusiastically. With both planets making soft aspects to the lunar nodes, gut feelings that line up with the reasons you incarnated can pop down more easily than ever. Mercury's Piscean placement adds another layer of intuition, a continuous flow like a waterfall. Combined with Uranus's Eureka lightning strikes, it's prime time to receive guidance from your inner wisdom. Also, on Sunday, March 22nd, Two sextiles contribute to this day's positive energy, a Mercury-Uranus sextile, that's Mercury 5 Pisces and Uranus 5 Taurus, is part of today's cradle, and I've already given you its meaning. We also have a Venus-Neptune sextile, Venus 19 Taurus and Neptune 19 Pisces. This provides harmonious and dynamic support for inspired creativity, relating with your own divine essence, and perceiving the divine in everyone and everything around you. It can also give a boost to your Law of Attraction programs. It's announcement time. Everyone is welcome to participate in most Awakening Plus calls for free. Here are the remaining two live events in March that are online. Um, Tomorrow, as I record this, Monday, March 16th at 8 p.m. Eastern, we have Gentle Group Healing and Awakening, which is just what it sounds like, a gentle healing and awakening process that everyone experiences together. And I'm very excited. Monday, March 23rd at 8 p.m. Eastern, special guest Thesa Sophia, 
with meditative inquiry for healing and awakening. Thesa Sophia is one of the most amazing people I know. Her unique and effective approach to healing and awakening has helped me greatly over the years. The subtle magic she works defies easy description, but meditative inquiry for healing and awakening gets in the ballpark. Again, I've given you the time and date. Here's what Thesa wrote about this very special event. Here's her quote. I'm excited to share with you a brief introduction and taster of the meditative inquiry process I use. It can bring any state of being into coherence and creativity. The simplicity of what I teach is to experience physical sensations, emotions, thoughts, and energy movement together with what is still and silent in relationship to your body. Any separation between these elements in space begins to bridge itself into unification simply through the attitude of acceptance, allowance, and surrender. This creates coherent and creative states of being where before there was incoherence and suffering. I use this fundamental way of exploration as the foundation for physical and emotional healing, womb work, relationship inquiry, the exploration of purpose and will, identity work and transformation, full realization of the absolute, and the complete unification of emptiness and form grounded into the physical body and daily life. We move into freedom from suffering and deep levels of creativity and health just by using this simple formula. It allows the forces of nature and the intelligence of our body and unconscious mind to show us the way. During our call, you'll get a taste of this direct experience approach. The applications for this way of working are wide, but even in a brief hour meeting, the power of its simplicity can begin to inform your meditations and healing protocols going forward. I'm looking forward to spending this special time with you. We'll use Zoom for the live calls. As always, see the link in the show notes for details. Awakening Plus features three live streaming events each month, at least. Most are open to everyone for free. The archive of over 200 transformative events, accountability partners, and the forum are available to Awakening Plus members. You can learn more at awakeningplus.com. I can serve you with astrology readings, shamanic healing, awakening activation, astrological event timing, and one-of-a-kind life coaching. All my one-on-one services are equally effective in person or long distance. Although these days, <laughs> with uh, social distancing, let's do it long distance. Not only that, I offer an unbeatable price on SolarFire, the number one astrology software for Windows. And as you know, I run the Awakening Plus online membership for spiritual support. Learn about all this and more in the show notes. To see them, go to astroshaman.com, click blog on the menu bar, then choose Astrology Podcast from the blog categories. Please reach out if you have any questions. My email is info at astroshaman.com, and my number for voice and text is 828-338-9852. I'd love to connect with you. We're wrapping up this episode. This Week in Astrology is honored to be chosen as one of the Internet's top 10 astrology podcasts. Check out our website where you can hear the show and subscribe to podcast updates. You can also do a single sign-up for two great opportunities, chances to win a free consultation and have your chart interpreted on the show. Go to thisweekinastrology.com. From there, you'll be redirected to the This Week in Astrology area of astroshaman.com. 
whatever your sun sign, my forecast can help you make the best use of the current astrological energies. All dates and times are in the U.S. Eastern Time Zone. Events are most powerful on the dates listed, but their influence will be active for at least a week before and after. Everyone's affected by these global transits, but you'll be most powerfully impacted when moving planets activate sensitive points in your natal chart. Discover how these transits will personally affect you by booking a session with me. Go to astroshaman.com on services, click that, pull down Astrology Plus, and read about your options. Thank you so much for listening. I wish you infinite blessings as the stars light your way.